Hey, rich girls. Today, we're gonna be answering the question, do you know how to calculate your net worth? This is Rich Girl's Guide, where we demystify the world of personal finance to help you create a financially successful and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kirby Delicano, and I worked in wealth management for over six years before leaving the office to focus on my business and my family. We are going to break down exactly how to calculate it, how much it should be increasing year over year, and why tracking your progress is key to growth. All right, before we get started, I would highly recommend getting out a piece of paper and pen, or if you're like me, bring up a spreadsheet on your phone. We are going to list out all of the components that make up your net worth so that by the end of this episode, you know exactly what yours is. Your net worth is something that will change pretty much day to day. However, aside from big life changes, it is going to change in very small increments over time. Think of a graph. Your x-axis, the line on the bottom, is your age from birth to death. And the y-axis, the one going up and down, is your net worth. Over the years, your net worth will ebb and flow in the upwards direction, generally until sometime in retirement. And then it may start to slope downward. Assuming you are not trying to leave all of your money to your family or survive off of just the interest in your nest egg. Just as a side note, it is completely normal for your net worth to start to decline sometime in retirement. As long as you are sticking to your budget you have set for yourself and whatever software you are using to plug in your accounts versus expenses is confirming that you are on track, a declining net worth is generally nothing to worry about. Now, your net worth is a simple formula, and I'm sure a lot of you have actually heard this before. Assets minus liabilities equals net worth. So let's go over what qualifies as an asset and what qualifies as a liability. Assets include any cash that you have, so your checking account, savings account, emergency fund, then your investment accounts, which will include retirement accounts, so 401k, IRAs, 403b, if you have any CDs held at the bank, or stocks in your Robinhood account. And I guess technically you can throw in crypto if you're that kind of a person. We will also want to include any property that you own, even if you have a loan against it. Of course, the big ticket item here would be your home. Technically, you can also add in your vehicles. Personally, I like to exclude mine because the declining value counteracts any equity that I build up. But if you have a motorcycle that you keep in pristine condition, a motorhome or an RV, an antique or a collector's car, something that will hold value if you go to sell it later down the road, then you may want to add it as an asset. Just make sure to add the resale value, not what you paid for it. Last is kind of along the same vein. Any collector's items or expensive stuff that will hold value over time. Now, I personally do not have any items that I would qualify under this category. Unless you have a crazy jewel collection or inherited a solid gold china set, you are probably not going to have anything to add into this category, and that is perfectly okay. Take a minute to list out all of your assets, the current value of each asset, and write down today's date. Okay, so now we move on to the not so fun part of the equation, 
your liabilities. We are going to start in the same order as we just did. Instead of cash, do you have any debts against your cash? This would be outstanding credit card debt, any balance that you don't pay off at the end of the month, personal loans that you owe to individuals or to debtors. And next we have your investment accounts or even your 401k. Have you taken out any loans against your 401k? Is there a margin balance on your investment account? If that entire sentence went over your head, that probably means you don't have any debt in this category. Next, we wanna move on to your physical property. Include your mortgage balance, any outstanding car loans, and if you have taken out any kind of a home equity line of credit, include that here. Last but not least, we have student loans. Now, I am going to do a whole episode on student loans at some point. I think I want to have a guest that has more expertise than I do, But for now, just go ahead and add in all outstanding student loans, whether or not you think they may be forgiven. It's so much better for your psyche to see a smaller net worth now and potentially be able to erase part of that student loan debt later and watch your net worth go up rather than the other way around. Okay, that should cover most common assets and liabilities. Take a moment to list out all of your liabilities and maybe go through a mental checklist to make sure you are not missing any assets or liabilities. Once we have those figures, we are off to the races. Add up all of your assets, subtract all of your liabilities, and voila, you will have your net worth. I would recommend doing this exercise every single year. While you may not notice much progress month to month, I promise you will see compound growth at the end of every year. I did not start tracking my net worth until four years ago, and I really wish I had started back in college. I would have had a negative net worth coming out of college that first year or two, and slowly we started to build up our savings, our retirement accounts, and eventually started building equity in homes and paying off debt. Since tracking our net worth over the past four years, we have almost tripled our net worth. Now, obviously that is not going to be the case every four years, although I wish it was. But seeing that number tick up year over year is encouraging, helps us to set new financial goals for the next year, and lets us know that we are on the right track. How much should your net worth be increasing year over year? Like I just demonstrated with our almost tripling net worth over the past four years, your year-to-year fluctuations are going to be dictated greatly by changes in lifestyle. Think buying a house, moving for a new job, putting a kid through college, etc. And most importantly, your age. Your 20s and 30s are most likely going to show a much larger percentage increase in net worth because you simply didn't have a lot to start with. Conversely, if you have children going to college while you are in your 50s, you very well might see your net worth decrease for a period of years. While I like to track my net worth as a way of planning my next year, helping me set goals, and seeing my growth over time, my net worth does not do that much to help support me day to day. More important figures to look at are income and expenses, our retirement savings, and making sure that we are on track to retire when we want to. With all of that being said, a general rule of thumb you can use to help guide you is about 10% growth year over year. Again, that's going to be average in a very general number. Now, this could be in the form of making contributions to your accounts, paying down loans by making mortgage payments and car payments, tackling credit card debt, 
or even gaining interest in your accounts that have stock and equity exposure. I hope this helps you just a little bit in your overall financial wellness journey. And don't forget, you can always start tracking your financial progress. Heck, start today if you can. I'm here to root for you. If you have any questions, drop them down below. Otherwise, I'll catch you all next Monday. Later, rich girls.